Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Caged In Podcast. Uh, This week we will be looking at The Rock, released in 1995. And I'll be joined by a guest this week who is Mike from the podcast Introducing You. Um, On that podcast he goes by the name of That Mr Christopher and... Of what I've listened to, it's an amazing podcast. He um he just talks to everyday ordinary people with amazing stories and just like stories that you just don't normally hear. Obviously, a lot of podcasts are people who I don't know. It's interesting to hear podcasts to hear conversations with people who could also be on the same like plain as you as it were they're not they're not celebrities they don't have fantastical lives they may just have ordinary and normal lives like you and me and um yeah i actually once we'd recorded this episode uh, me and mike sat down and he recorded an episode of his podcast with me um i'm not sure when that is going to be released but as soon as i know you will know i will put it on all of the social medias which are Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, they're the ones I fucks with, they're the ones I update regularly, uh, probably Instagram and Twitter are the ones I use the most, Facebook I seem to be slacking a lot of the time, but oh, what are you going to do, um, but yeah, and that's all at Caged In Pod, and yeah, as soon as I know when that one will be released, I will let you guys no, and obviously get those motherfucking rules out of the way nice and early now. For those of you who have listened before, feel free to skip over. For those of you who haven't, obviously I don't expect everyone to start this podcast from the beginning because you might not know Valley Girl, you might not know Rumblefish or Peggy Sue Got Married or Red Rock West, but I feel like The Rock is one people are gonna know so the rules i have for the podcast are no distractions and no expectations and they're pretty simple uh no distractions so when we watched the film me and mike turned off our phones we just didn't we didn't look at laptops or anything like that we were just engaged with the film um and then no expectations so before watching this film i had never seen this film so i didn't look at any scores and look at any trailers i didn't even know till partway through this film that it was well until the credits came up that it was directed by michael bay that's how much i didn't know about this film i obviously knew that it had nicholas cage and sean connery in it and ed harris but that's just because they're on the front cover of the box and i can't avoid that shit um this one was real interesting because mike grew up watching this film and loves it and it was kind of interesting to come across and like well not come across but like kind of come at it with that thing of someone who is invested a lot of time and he said it's kind of a staple film that he used to watch all the time growing up and I obviously come in it come to the film with this real cynical view of someone who is just fucking trudging his way through these Nicolas Cage films so I'm gonna come in I'm gonna like I kind of feel like it's my job in this podcast to point out the things in these films like 
what the fuck is that? Why, why the fuck is that happening? Uh, and yeah, I I'm not sure if I ruined the like I ruined the film for him at all. Uh, I'm not sure. Like I hope I didn't. Um, yeah, like let's get to it and see how I fared with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is a real fun one. Mike's a real real cool guy. Had um, I'd never met him before in person, and he was lovely enough to drive down to Brighton and record this with me so um yeah let's just get raging with cage feels like i've been awake for days watch a film starring nicholas cage could be shit or it could be fun valley girl face off an army of one deadful corner lord of war the wicker man trespass and so many more know how it starts i don't know how it ends the first tenor solo then it's me and some friends no distractions no expectations over the weeks hear my frustrations i guess the podcast is about to begin i'm your host petra plus and i'm caged in yo motherfuckers um i (laughs) yeah fuck it we are joining i i we no, you guys don't exist. You the are just on we. the oh, yeah, we yeah. Uh, that laugh there—that is that Mister Christopher who has is that it yeah. is yeah 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 who has uh, the introducing you podcast. Um, he has been so gracious to join me today, so we can watch The Rock. Um, not. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, obviously. We're not just going to be looking at photos of him. Because that would be very creepy. Um, No, we're talking about the 1996 film starring Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery and Ed Harris. I know all of that information from the front cover of the DVD. Have you ever seen this film before? I have. I'm more than just a little bit excited to be <laughs> watching it again. It's like childhood favourite movie. Nice. The kind of movie I put on whilst I was doing my homework. So I, I would do like, I'll, as a teenager, a big Nicolas Cage fan. So I'd be doing my schoolwork, homework nice. or whatever. And it would be either Conair, um, Face Off or The Rock would just be always on. And Amazing, yeah, just worn out VHS yeah, tapes somewhere. They, they were VHSs. <laughs> Amazing, um, great. So, um, yeah, I've never seen this film before, so um, yeah. I'm going in totally blind. Obviously, got them stupid rules, which I talk about every episode. But it's that thing. This podcast could be the first episode you listen to, like because. A lot of the films I've talked about up until this point are f- quite unknown, really. And obviously, Leaving Las Vegas, which was last week's episode, would have been the first episode where Nicolas Cage really fucking boom went out there and yeah, won an Oscar. Role, yeah. yeah, won an Oscar for that shit. And this is like I'm calling this kind of ten year run now like the Golden Mile because it's yeah. all the real big films that everybody knows about like the kind of cult favorite. well the three that i just rattled off were 96 and 97 they yeah, were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were the two years that for me that is that's my nick cage yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah i believe conair is next week and then face off is the week after so they're three yeah. films that came out in a row back to like, back yeah, yeah so he fucking nailed it, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. way of like hitting the zeitgeist. Come, uh, come away with that Oscar from yeah, leaving yeah, Las leaving Vegas, Las Vegas, and, and then, then was like straight into these three. 
let's fucking make a load of money. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to watch the film and then we're going to fucking tell you guys what the fuck happens. Yeah, man, play that shit. <laughs> so there's only one thing left to do and that's get raging with Cage. So we are back and we have just watched The Rock. Um, it was directed by Michael Bay. That is something I did not know going in. Uh, nah, I didn't. <laughs> um, as someone who has seen this film, as you said before, countless starts times before. Yeah. Did did it did it did it hold up? Did you enjoy it? It hit the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I I could watch that every few months and still not get bored. Yeah, I, yeah, just be, probably more for the nostalgia because it was one of those go-to films as a teenager. So yeah, I've always had that thing like um, I have a litmus test with like uh, girlfriends that is uh, the Goonies, and it's, I always find it weird that like I've had girlfriends who ha- hadn't watched it like I watched it religiously as a kid we had it on like VHS and like, it wasn't until years later I realised that um, there was swearing in that film because we had like a yeah, yeah, yeah. a channel channel 5 like 4 o'clock in the afternoon you version get away of with it. it then but no no it had it had it like sent, it had it just like slightly cut and I was like oh shit they're saying like it's like bullshit and <laughs> oh, crap and stuff like that I was like why did I miss out on that like um <laughs> See, not hearing swearing as a kid, you still become a potty mouth prick like myself anyway. Um, but, yeah, I like saying that, like about like the litmus test, like I almost feel like I've missed out a bit by not seeing this film when I was younger because I'm not sure, I don't know. And obviously I'm looking at it with a critical eye like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. doing this podcast, like, there's a few things in there I couldn't help but like scratch my chin at and go, okay, I, like they're a bit <laughs> going back. Yeah, I mean, I I still loved it because it was that nostalgia thing. But obviously, I've, this is the first time I've watched it with pen and paper, taking notes. Yeah, yeah. And I've yeah. taken fourteen pages of it, <laughs> and yeah, there's a couple of things that I've gone, that ain't right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I've written down as if to say, hmm. <laughs> and had I have watched it for the first time today, I wouldn't be going that's going to be like one of my all-time favourite yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, So it, I think the the time that you experience a film for the first time probably counts towards a lot. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, so what the fuck happens in this film? Um, opens up with like what looks like a military funeral. You have kind of Ed Harris's character. I've put Shaving in the Shadows. I don't know how someone can shave in such darkness, <laughs> but he manages to do it. See, I didn't pick up on that. I just, <laughs> I just wrote sort of like the army military voiceovers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people talking on radios and stuff like that. And then there's, it goes into his, you know, he's obviously getting dressed and like you say, shaving and, and he's getting ready for something. He's, he's getting into full military dress and, and then starts his, his little monologue. Yeah, Plus there's this montage of of war stuff going on in the background, and his um, he goes to visit a, a grave, which is for Barbara Hummel. Um, that it's not really explained who that is. I assume it's his wife. Yeah, yeah, I picked up that it's his wife. And yeah, and um, 
he says to her, like, I'm paraphrasing here, but I love you, but I've got some shit I've got to do. I've got like, some yeah. shit has got to happen. I'm about to do something that had you been alive, you would not yeah, be yeah, proud yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Maybe not. Um, but I don't, I don't think it identifies him as an antagonist or a protagonist. Yeah, a good yeah, guy yeah, or a not bad at all. Guy, yeah, yeah. I, of... I had no idea what his thingy was going yeah. to be until the next scene, where like one thing I found about this film is you could probably tune out completely because they will signpost everything that happens, or like yeah. you don't need like uh, the first shot of the next like scene. It's just the big sign that says. Naval Weapons Depot. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, like, you don't have to guess. You could just switch your brain off and Michael Bay is going to feed you yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you need. It, it, even, like, during that scene in the graveyard, it isn't like, um, say, like, A Few Good Men, where there's lots of military action going on, but it's a very bright and sunny day. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is very much a, it's pissing it down with rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's apologising for what he's about to do. You get in the, the sense that, you know, He's a highly decorated marine. Yeah, definitely. But he's yeah, probably going to do something <laughs> that that isn't good. So, yeah. and that leads us into the next scene where you get like kind of shadowy guys breaking into this. As I said, naval weapons depot. Yeah. Big bold letters. Um, some pretty cool, like just taking guys out. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I definitely the guys would have heard though when the guy. Zip lines in through a glass window and just takes a guy out. I'm pretty sure the rest of the base would have heard that. Yeah, <laughs> but and I, it's I think to point out uh, Frank Hummel, the this, the main guy that, yeah, that yeah. is 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 going to be one of our is Ed Harris's character. He's he's a lot. He doesn't go in as part of this incursion no, no, no. to start. He rolls up in a car. He's allowed in. He, he's scanning his security yeah, yeah. pass. So. This isn't a military compound in another country. It is very much a... It's he's a rolling one. in like a day at work whilst all this yeah. shit's going down yeah, around yeah, him. Yeah, all these shadow... Uh, and I wrote down here that um, the music sounds like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's ha- Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, same guy, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. No. It's not. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's another German that did the, the Pirates one. Oh. I don't know his name, but... Um, yeah, it's not Hans. Oh, <laughs> but it's very, it's very much on that tick. It very much gets you energetic. Gets yeah, well, so it's ready kind of to got see that what's going on. Dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah. uh, no, that's that's fucking that's Mission Impossible. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of got that, like, yeah, pulsing, yeah. like that's it, pulsing exactly. And um, the yeah, they break into. You're not sure at first what they're going to steal, but they want to steal some shit. You're not, you're not necessarily sure they're going to steal anything. Like, yeah. right at the start, you know, they're using... They, they haven't killed anyone. Unless nope. someone dies from falling over <laughs> out of a window. But, you know, you, you see them shooting, uh, like, those beanbag... Uh, yeah, like, like, you know, disable rather than kill yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of things. Yeah, like darts and they're stuff They're using like, darts. Yeah. Um, they're clotheslining people, knocking them unconscious rather than killing. So, yeah. Um, but then they break into like a secure a secure part of the thing. Yeah, like they're, a weapons vault. Yeah, and they have to get like they they'd managed to take out the one guy they needed who had the like 
level four clearance card. <laughs> They've got that. They, they found him really nice and easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, I imagine, in the night vision, he was glowing red like it happened, like it does in games. Like He's <laughs> got big level four written on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the intel was done perfectly. Yeah. Um, they get into, yeah, the level four security in this kind of yeah. weapons vault and what they're looking for, like, to me, it would just look like, I thought of it as, do you remember, like, old-style gel? Like, like just the, like, like yeah. hair gel. Yeah. It looks like green, like, you used to get it in those, yeah. like, fluorescent colours. It's like this, it looked like that, but in orbs. Like, yeah, like, like nice for. spherical, like, dishwasher liquid tabs. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Green hair gel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All or- on a nice string. Yeah, 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 yeah. String of pearls, almost. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to load out as much of that as they can. And one of the balls drops to the floor. Yeah. And... Immediately, it's like, go, go, Get go, the go. fuck out. So uh, we know this shit's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we didn't know by the fact that everyone's running out, one guy is trapped in and... Yeah. And conveniently, for us as the viewer, there's a window in the door. So we can see yeah, of course, what's yeah. happening to this guy as he's exposed to this hair gel. And it is fucking great. Not not like that. But I mean, <laughs> not like, for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, as like a visual for the audience, like, yeah. his face is melting. Like, this stuff is fucking bad. Yeah. Um, Melts his skin off and yeah. he's spewing up liquid and yeah does doesn't look nice some real nice. fucking like b movie horror just yeah. like um, yeah like saying have you ever i'm not sure if you ever seen the fly the david cronenberg film. no what we were saying about um yeah. sort of massive films classics that i missed that's yeah, yeah. on the list <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm writing that down i've got to watch it <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of like for those of you at home who've seen it that kind of like melty body horror type thing that's definitely a hundred percent what is going on um then we go to a well yeah well before before that still there as this guy dies i think it's quite you you see in ed harris's character this face of almost like remorse yeah and and it's still sort of hanging in the air how how bad is this bad guy is he a bad guy? This this look of remorse as one of his his comrades, his teammates, possibly friends, has died doing something that he's already told us and his dead wife's grave that is is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're building up a bit of a picture of, of who Ed Harris's character is. And then we are introduced to Stanley Good Good Speed. Good Speed, yeah. yeah. Stanley Good Speed, who is played by. Oh, one and only Slippery Nick Cage. Um, I wrote down here that um, it's a really cool, like, uh, Rube Goldberg machine. Like, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know at home, it's just kind of like a, you know, like mouse trap or something yeah, like yeah. that. Just like a series of events are triggered off by one thing. and um, Like a domino rally. Yeah, yeah. have got old and, school floppy disks set up so that as he shoots this... Uh, like a Nerf gun, but those sticky rubber end bullet yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. he shoots it and it knocks a load of them over and sets off this chain reaction around his office where he's clearly not doing much work. Yeah, and and 
all four, it just sets a hula girl on fire, <laughs> <laughs> which she just automatically puts out of a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I'm not sure why this was put in the film, just kind of like... He's well, like... <laughs> I, he's sort of... As, as as the film goes on, but this is our first glimpse of you know Nick Cage. We've seen what we think is probably going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Now it's only natural that Nick Cage is going to be the good guy. We know he works for the FBI. We know he's in an office. He's fucking around. He's being a bit jovial. But yeah, I think it really points out he's a bit of a nerd. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he gets a delivery of uh, a Beatles vinyl record that he's paid six hundred dollars for that we now know his missus has got him under the thumb because that's why he's delivered <laughs> to the office. So we're sort of building up this picture of him being a, a bit of a nerd, a bit of a geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's, at that point, really all we know about him. I, I totally agree with his uh, character with uh, the vinyl. I would probably do the same thing myself. Um, yeah, I love records. <laughs> that's yeah, just a side note. Yeah, one. So. <laughs> um, and in the lab, they get sent... Well, it's kind of comes uh, clear here that they have... Like, they kind of di- just diffuse any dodgy-looking items that kind of get sent in and stuff like that. Yeah, and if they feel like, like there's a, a terror... What they called, like a... a like a safe room. Yeah, they've got... Of, it's essentially uh, like a, a bell... A, hazmat room. Yeah, like a thing. bell jar for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for putting shit out, basically. And... Um, they take this package inside and there's all sorts of weird shit in there. Yeah, big alarms going off and there's, there's porno. The yeah, yeah, there's porno mags in there. Do you remember so, what they were? Uh, no. Stone Age Cave Girls in the Raw. Oh, Kinky. yes. <laughs> Was the line. <laughs> um, and there is a doll of a baby and yeah. his colleague is kind of prattling about going like, Oh, check this out. Starts waving the baby's arm and then shit goes down. It starts spewing this gas. Yeah. Uh, things go from fucking bad to worse. Seems like this is the one day that the whole like facility is on the fritz. Um, they can't get the sprinkler system on. To wash the, yeah, the gas is, uh, is like corrosive. It's all over their hazmat suits. It's corrosive. It's going to eat them up, but there's no sprinklers. And the bad news is that there's not only gas, but there's a bomb with yeah, C4 yeah. to level the building. Which is, <laughs> and, you know, great that the terrorists knew how big uh, amount of C4 to put yeah, in to yeah, level the building. Yeah, uh, no, it's not the Pentagon, is it? It's uh, the FBI, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's some weird facility they have. But um, there is also these fuck-off needles that they're like superiors are saying the only way to get through this is just inject yourselves in the fucking heart yeah. um <laughs> atropine with like a like a anti-shock and you know, yeah. so you don't go into shock from this nerve gas like mustard gas but inject yourself in the fucking heart yeah like, like and you'll be okay and you can yeah, then yeah. defuse the bomb Stanley's got like massive fear of needles. He's like, get this fucking thing away from me. I'm just going to defuse the bomb. His colleagues on the outside of this bell jar are very much like, you know, inject your heart because if you die, we all die because yeah. the bomb's going to go off. So, And as per usual, we're not but five minutes into the film. Obviously, it does not go off at the last second. Yeah, yeah. He defuses the bomb. So, I mean, one of the things that I saw, I wrote down, like, his name. Yeah, so 
right off the bat, you know, we're, we're thinking, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind at this point, he's going to be the hero. He, yeah, he, definitely. He's, he's, he's good our, speed. He's our hero <laughs> of the movie. We've identified he's a geek, he's Stanley. But at this point, he like he knows his shit because although he's mucking about as this nerd in the office, this scene really shows that, you know, he knows oh, down what he's to, doing. Down to the wire, yeah, yeah, things get down to the wire. So he's, he's stepping up to the mark. Exactly, he's stepping up. And I wrote down Stanley, and in brackets, the mask, because another sort of anti-hero, but not like Batman anti-hero, like anti is in, not your typical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clean cut, you're definitely a hero character, you know, is, is Stanley Ipkiss in The Mask. Yeah. Which definitely. is like another really nerd based guy that when he becomes a hero, he's using those nerd skills to his advantage. And that's Stanley all over from this scene, you know, takes control, doesn't want to inject himself in the heart. I'm going to fucking defuse this bomb. <laughs> and, and it's sort of that that's the moment where I think, right, okay, so we've got this guy that doesn't have necessarily all the skills but he has some yeah yeah yeah. and then we get to see his apartment which i've written down like how much money does he earn because it's like (laughs) it's kind of like lavish like decked out um yeah like loft apartment he's got like i don't just it looks cool as shit he's he's sitting there playing guitar um and then I got really confused because does his girlfriend call him daddy? I, I'm, if she did, I missed that. Oh, yeah, because I was like, is this his daughter? And then like very quickly I was like, no, that can't be his daughter because that, um, that is pretty weird. But he kind of <laughs> says, to, he explains his day, so he's taking the rest of the day off because shit got hairy at work and yeah. um, he's come home to play guitar and he's like, this is a fucking cruel world. Like, to bring a child into this world is an act of cruelty. Yeah, with terrorists running around, you've got to be, you know, not right in the head to want to bring a child yeah. in. And, and she's like, oh, I had a really good day as well. And Yeah, she uh, she <laughs> then announces that she's pregnant. Um, he, he quickly backtracks on yeah. all of his uh, things. Yeah, suddenly said. it's not so bad to bring a kid into the world. <laughs> and again, highlighting that he's a bit under the thumb, I think. You know, like with the records, you know, he's getting yeah. that sent to the world. He's, he's a little bit under the thumb. And she's like, you know, and he, oh, no, he's like, oh, yeah, but we're not even married. And again, under the thumb, she proposes yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of found that confused because he doesn't, to me, he didn't seem like the type of, I don't know. That was like a conflict in his character because that almost portrayed him out as if he was like some kind of like stereotypical, like Hollywood macho character in the yeah, fact of yeah. that whole like, oh, yeah, like, Oh, I don't want to get married. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whereas, yeah. like, I don't. He seems like I think he the... tries to step up. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Definitely. that arena, but you know, when she announces pregnancy, he, he's very quick to backtrack and very yeah. quick to please. And but moving on with the plot, because yeah. that is what we're here to talk about. So after <laughs> that, that's when we, we go to Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock. Which is... The Rock, yeah, and the titular Rock, and and I think the way that's introduced, there's a, a tour guide, so it's almost like you know, so Alcatraz has been opened as a as a tourist attraction, and the first thing we see is this um, tour guide detailing, obviously, to the tourists what the Rock is, but as an audience, I think we're being introduced to the Rock as a character in itself. Like I really yeah, think yeah, yeah. that 
like the actual prison in this movie is its own character. Yeah, yeah, and it's that thing as well, though. You instantly know shit is going to go down because you've got Ed Harris and his goons, like, oh, yeah, in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah they're, they're, they're tourists. Straight away, yeah. <laughs> they're there straight away, like, like in a darkened building and, like, multiple members of the gang are wearing, like, sunglasses and stuff like that yeah. and looking shady as shit. Like you say, <laughs> Michael Bay's feeding it to us. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's be like... I wonder who the bad guy. I wonder if anything yeah. bad's going to happen here. And like clockwork, it yeah, it does. They like well as a part of the tour, the uh, guide says, "How about we do a little thing where you see what it would have been like to be a prisoner?" Sure. Yeah. And um, this is the perfect the opportunity, yeah, for Ed Harris and his guys to fucking take over the place because yeah. everyone's locked in the cells they're roaming around free i don't i don't know how but they're like kind of wherever the fuck they want to be yeah and then things literally in the space what i would say not even five minutes they have fucking turned the place into like their a military own... base yeah, yeah that's it like and guy just before these these like now hostages these tourists get put into their cells you know, the the tour guides really hammers in that no one's ever escaped the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's ever escaped. It's housed. The worst of the worst is, is how he says it. And yeah, then they take it over, turn it into a military base. And I it, think... It's like the last level, like a Metal Gear Solid game, they essentially turn yeah, it into. Yeah, and it is actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally like that. It's like, we've got this deadly weapon and... Um, yeah. Yeah, they. It's clear they're now mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, they are. They are our bad. They've had guys. a quick costume change. They're no longer looking like shady perverts and <laughs> looking more like a, like military. Like they're ready to goons. do business. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you like, they show you that it's very like they make a big point of these kind of missiles that they're putting into place. Yeah. like you kind of get like the scenes of them being put into position and them saying like gotta make sure like yeah 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 they're like so you're like okay yeah defensive positions the missiles are aimed at San Francisco Bay yeah and and, uh, uh, they start booby trapping the place so they we see yeah they have a um, we see the doctor guy so um, I I forgot he's in this yeah the, the funny doctor from Scrubs there's always taking the piss out of JD. Yeah, John C. McGinley. That's the uh, one. The actor's name, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's booby-trapping the rooms and, and detailing for our benefit as an audience. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we've got... Uh, uh, motion sensors. Motion sensors with a backup. Yeah. yeah. That bit's the important bit. In the only a... room that anyone, if they were to come in, <laughs> this is this is like... Yeah, this is where it would be. Um and then Ed Harris explains his pl- like again, just like probably uh, for our benefit, yeah, yeah, definitely. I imagine these guys like you're not going to get to a job, like, yeah, and then learn that you're mercenaries, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, guys, we're gonna we're gonna blow up, we're gonna blow some missiles into San Francisco. We're locked on this island. Who's up for it? Yeah it's, yeah, it's a bit too fucking late once you're at this stage. It's not yeah. like oh. so he he goes through his sort of. For again, for our benefit, this is why we're here. This is this is what it's all about, and and basically says that you know he lists a, a load of patriots that are, are people that America now consider patriots, 
but were labelled as, um, you know, guys that committed high treason yeah, by yeah, the yeah. British. And he says, uh, one day, like, that's how people will look at us. So we're, we're starting to think, you know, okay, so he's a bad guy, but he, he's sort of got a noble cause, and that cause is... Yeah, he seems, to th- he seems to think what he's doing is for the good. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he, he mentions about how um, the founding fathers of of America were seen as, like, treasonous yeah. by the British. And um, I put here that he, call, he calls up just that stereotypical room of bigwigs. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just get in, in any film and kind of, like, says to them, like... These are my like this. This is what I want. These are my plans. And I found it very weird how he got a video link to them. Like I didn't see any camera set up. But when they're all but when they're all in that kind of command room, yeah. there's like about six TVs yeah. with his face he on knew the who phone. To Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, 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 but this then, is the point that we first learn what that green hair gel in the dishwasher tabs actually is. That is VX poison gas. Yeah. Which is real shit. Did you know that? Is it? Does it that, exist? That is a real weapon. So it is It is pretty much the most deadly substance that we have. So I had heard something nerve about... Nerve gases like mustard gas, serin, and, and that's, that's very real and has been used. VX has never been used. I have heard... But I... it is real. I've heard something about this, maybe on another podcast. I don't that, think it's green like that, but it is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, there might be... That might not be true. Wikipedia it. I'm yeah, sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do it after. You can do it now while you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's... I, I, someone, please, if, if you know the podcast, please... I was listening. I can't remember who. It might have been Joe Rogan or... No, it was... Oh, fuck... It will come back to it. Might be John Ronson on something, right. but I will. I will fucking look this up. Um, yeah, that might be. There might have been like an FBI guy or some 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 nutter used something from The Rock in like an official dossier and like got found out to be a fucking crook. Basically, <laughs> I'm not sure though. I remember hearing something going. That's fucking crazy. I've got to watch The Rock at some point, uh, but. Anyway, we get a lot of, yeah, I've written here, we just get exposition, exposition. Like, it's just like, everything is, hey, hey, audience, here's what, here's what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, yeah. um... And, and he drills down to these big wigs sitting around the table, which are, like, the uh, the White House chief of staff, the FBI. head of the, yeah, the FBI director, um, you've got the heads of all the military arms yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and he reiterates why he's doing it. And that, that's at the point where, you know, he's starting to say, okay, so the reason why we're doing this is because too many wars I've been in where fallen brothers have just been left out on the battlefield, not given a military funeral, no compensation paid to the Well, family. yeah, because a lot of the stuff they were doing was like black ops and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So they're not even considered that they were even yeah, yeah, yeah. at work or yeah in the army yeah. per se so like in countries they're not supposed to be yeah there, exactly so they do leave the dead and they do, yeah that's it and 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 that's the point where again you know yeah he's the bad guy but that's the point where i'm starting to agree and start to sort of say well him himself he it is a noble cause it is i can sort of agree with his yeah cause. yeah 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 i feel there's a better ways to go about it myself yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely um, absolutely <laughs> And then the, like, leading up to, obviously, 
who they're going to get to, like, they find out about the chemical, like, oh, they ask the FBI, who's your best chemicals guy? Um, yeah, that's it, absolutely. So uh, uh, they're, 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 they're talking what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, and um, we've given a time frame here as well, that they've got 40, like... Four, yeah, four zero hours. Yeah, 40 until, hours. Uh, they they blow some of these missiles in, but the demands are um, like a million dollars to each of the families that he'd fought with that didn't get compensation. And then more money that we later then discover will be used to pay his now mercenary lot, yeah, 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 yeah. His, his bunch of merry men. And, <laughs> and this money is going to come from um, a Cayman Island Fund. Uh, account that is highly classified and, you know, it's uh, from the sale of illegal arms. Uh, it's like a slush fund. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the FBI director is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and uh, <laughs> the, the military general it's like, oh, is it's like, fucking yeah, classified don't, 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 don't tell them about the illegal arms. <laughs> but when they ask who is the, uh, probably uh, one of the best cuts in the film is yeah. they say, who is your best chemicals guy? Cut to Stanley shagging his wife on a, a roof of a building. Uh, and she's but, got pigtails in, which makes it even naughtier. Yeah, yeah. And, nice, and nice like so many fucking candles. Did you spot that number? I did, yeah. Way too many candles. Like, unless it's someone's 100th birthday, you don't need that many candles. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> and then the big wigs like, call him up and say, you got to come to San Francisco ASAP. He then says to his uh, girlfriend, well, now fiance, you should get... Yeah, it's you, probably you, a training exercise. Come yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, come with of, me. Yeah. We'll get some champagne, um, which I, again, like, this jumped out to me. I was like, you have, like, but hours earlier found out that she is pregnant. Why, <laughs> why are you, like, trying to say, let's get... Let's I didn't get, pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, let's get pissed. <laughs> And fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> carry on where we left off. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is exactly what he says. Carry on where we left off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is like, uh, even then, like we all know that obviously there are missiles pointed at San Francisco. So yeah. we know that. Adding, dun dun dun. Yeah, jeopardy is building up. Like it's giving him not just a like national or just like the pride of doing your job, yeah. like, reason to do it. He's also got the personal, like, as if <laughs> as if to say, like, I'm not really going to do it because my wife's back in, like, New York or wherever, so it's fine. But now that she's here, definitely got to, like, save these 80,000 people that this blast would kill. Um, and then the bigwigs say, well, there's, like... Well, two of the FBI guys talk about a guy they could use because it is happening on Alcatraz and they step outside of the room. Yeah. Well, before, just before that, they, they discuss... Uh, so we're, we're back in that room and this, this time we've got uh, Commander Anderson, who's the, the Navy SEALs leader. because And he's there because as the primary... Okay, how we're going to attack this little yeah. pickle that we're in is we're going to send a load of Navy SEALs in because... Uh, napalm is the traditional method for blowing up uh, VX, but it doesn't work. Uh, no, uh, is napalm's what's used to destroy chemical weapons, but it yeah, doesn't yeah. work on on VX gas. So we're going to use thermite plasma, but it's 
no go because it's not operational. So, you know, that's a secondary idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, we need to send in the Navy SEALs. Cue this Commander Anderson who comes, sits around the table and says he's going to take a team of guys in there and he's going to blow the shit out of the baddies and save the fucking day. And it also, like, transpires that the the blueprints for the building nobody can make head or tail of it's yeah. almost like a an, an mc escher like fucking painting or something that like yeah. for all the years of it being knocked down and rebuilt there's yeah. a like labyrinthian mazes yeah. underneath. and the old caretaker's dead so he yeah. can't <laughs> yeah. he can't come in and help us just and anyone who used to work there seems to be off the grid dead yeah, or just so, like non-responsive so we've got a navy there. seals team with all the guns and the muscles but but no way of no brains no bra- yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't they know where they're going they they're got they're the gonna arrive on alcatraz beach and be like oh where are we going yeah where are we at so there's at this point the fbi guys are like chatting amongst themselves there's one guy we can use <laughs> step outside and this is where the music you know kind of oh you know sank's a foot here there's a little curveball coming yeah, yeah, yeah. in and it's getting exciting. Who's this guy? And we've already been told that no one has escaped yes. Alcatraz. Yes. Or have they? Um, we are introduced to old man Connery, as I have in my, <laughs> in my notes, because uh, it's Sean Connery, but not as you've seen him before. No, not as James Bond. Um, I don't know what other films he's been in, actually. <laughs> so, Entrapment. So, this is, this is one of the weirdest things that... Um, you know, who would you, like, the the front cover of this DVD, the person centre and, and the biggest is Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. And the first credit in the movie is not Nick Cage, it's Sean Connery. But for me, this feels very much a Nick Cage and Sean Connery film, not a Sean Connery and Nick Cage film. Right? I think that, that, that would probably be more down status to, like, at the time. status and a contractual yeah. thing. It would be like, yeah, who's this guy... What the fuck has he been in? He might have won an Oscar, but I'm fucking Sean Connery. I want top billing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, new kid on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and he, and he does. He he sort of we're introduced to him. He's in prison. You know, we're taking a scan around. There's there's big heavy chains around his feet. Yeah, he's looking rough and ready. Like, but then there's like these books in the corner, and he's got like Shakespeare and Sun Tzu, Art of War. So we can say that yeah, he's well read. Yeah, you know, this guy's hench. He he looks badass. Is he going to be a bad guy? <laughs> Is he going to be a good guy? We know the FBI guys don't really like him. Don't want him involved. And he's this great escape artist, and and he's the only person that's ever escaped from Alcatraz. But no one knows. Because technically, this guy doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. and um, we get a, a moment on the soundtrack here with just like wailing guitars. Just like, I don't know before <laughs> I write that down, but it's probably like wow. And um, Stanley is introduced to the FBI guys, and then we all like we further see that he's kind of like out of his depth, really. Like. Yeah, but he, but at the same time, we find out that he does know his shit. You know, because this FBI guy is like, you know what do you know about VX gas? So he's like, oh, I guess this is a training mission. So he's rattling off, you know, this is this, this is that, this yeah, is how. Yeah, it invented you know, in We this invented year. it like champagne. It's like one of these horrible chemicals we wish we could uninvent. And then realises this isn't a training exercise. So Some shit has gone yeah. down. And, and then we kind of snap to FBI mobile command and they're releasing John Mason, who is this Sean Connery, criminal they're yeah, releasing yeah. him and now 
John Mason is sitting in an interrogation cell at a metal desk on a metal chair, <laughs> all on his lonesome. Behind the glass, you've got Walmack, the FBI director, chatting to his colleague. Again, further going on, this guy is a bad idea. To yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're really hamming up the, <laughs> this guy is a badass. Yeah, yeah, Don't definitely. let him go onto the rock. Um, yeah. Um, and um, their attempts to try and reason with him fail. So, like, the best, their best next option is Stanley himself, a guy who is used more to, like, test tubes and chemicals yeah. than he is to human interaction. Um, yeah, Walmart uh, can't go in because... Yeah, 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 he's, he's got previous. He's got previous And he's got to beat the air, shit out of him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Previous yeah. bad air with Mason, and that's not a good idea to get them in a room together. But, um... When Stanley goes in, he pretty much just panders mm. to whatever Mason wants, basically. He says to him, you want you want a hotel suite? You got it. You yeah, want yeah. yeah. You want a cup of coffee? <laughs> Mason you got bends it. him over, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want a cup of coffee? You got it. You, do you want the handcuffs off? Yep, you got it. Get yeah, he does. He takes his handcuffs off. off. Yeah, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> um, he he then, like, he's like out of there. Like, yeah, Stanley's out of there, like, I've done a real good job. Like I yeah. think I've, I think I've sorted that out. And um, the guy who was in there previous to him had flicked a penny or flicked a quarter yeah. at um, Mason and said to him, "Yeah, buy a cup of coffee. You go. Or no, no, call, no, no. call your call, lawyer. Call your lawyer. You're, you're going, going back to prison. Yeah. And um, this is the first time it's kind of mentioned because uh, it says about like. They say, like, oh, I don't think we've really got time to wait for him to, like, stew over the fact of helping. And it's like, yeah, I found one of my biggest problems with this film was, like, the, like, time would, when they needed it to, would go really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it didn't need to, it went really slowly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that is a side point and we will definitely get back to that because there are points in this film where that is honking to me about the, <laughs> the changing of time. Um, but yeah, with this quarter, he manages to, um, he like smashes it under his cha- table, table leg, table leg is what I meant. Uh, no, chair leg. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's a jump, Jumps his chair onto the kind of, edge of this coin making it a little bit flatter and sharper and then and he's because he's Stanley's taking his handcuffs off he's yeah, free yeah, yeah. to get up now the big wigs are in the in the glass room chatting oh didn't Stanley do a good job got him to sign these papers to say yeah there's a pardon if yeah. you help us all your crimes will be absolved if you help us because we need you rah 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 and uh, yeah he goes up to this one way glass and he, he gets the sharpened edge of this coin draws a big circle on the glass and puts his shoulder through it and and then sees for the first time <laughs> FBI director Walmack and he's like, ah, oh, Walmack, you piece of shit. I <laughs> knew it'd be you. And then yeah, all, all, the, all the feds get in and, and take him down and, and, and rah, rah, rah. Yeah, and then um, we are, we get a scene of Stanley, uh, Walmack, no, Stanley, uh, Mason, and just a couple of like FBI guys in a van, and you see that Stanley is trying to warn Carla, his fiance, yeah. from coming to San Francisco, which leads Mason to be 
like his suspicions to begin about why they are actually getting him to help them. Like, yeah, he makes what? that nervous phone call, like, don't come to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So now Mason's got this upper hand on him, like, ah, who's Carlo and why don't you want her to come to San yeah, yeah, Francisco? Yeah. Um, and fucking Mason gets what he wants. He gets a suite at a hotel, gets to have a nice shower. Um, a suit. A suit. He a haircut. Pull, he pulls some weird string out of yeah. his I don't so know what is that. That there. string is, and I wondered it at the time. Like I was fifteen when yeah, I first yeah. watched this movie, and for years I wondered what the hell that cord is. Why there's this weird cord that's retractable in a shower. And then as I got a bit older, I started staying in some nice hotels, and they had one. And I learned that if you pull it out, it stretches to the other side of the shower and it can be used as a mobile washing line. Oh, fucking hell. Well, there you go. Obviously, I'm not, I'm standing in fucking dives. Yeah. I'm, so, doing, I'm fucking couch you, surfing. Bloody, bloody hell. So, yeah, but not really that posh if you've got to do your own washing, is it? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, a suite that can, you can get all your laundry done would say, but if you want to do it yourself, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a washing yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it serves a purpose that they have yeah. this in there because um he takes the cord hides yeah. it and then um orders a load of room service to the room which um distracts all of the guards and stuff like that yeah, they're like yeah. let's pig out um he's out he's decided i want to get my hair cut outside uh, yeah. because on like, the balcony on the balcony my penthouse suite yeah definitely because we all know what 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 you need when you're getting your hair cut is a nice nice breeze for the hair to blow everywhere. And he's got a lot of hair. He's yeah. he's been in prison for a while. Sean Connery, long grey hair. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was a good look. That haircut though, like see that's another thing. That seemed to happen in a space of seconds. That would have taken at least 30, 40 minutes. Like, come You're on. You're counting man. down this 40 hour deadline, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. And they definitely go way over I'm, it. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, like, a little Alice band or something to tie it up in a ponytail <laughs> would have sufficed for yeah, his purposes definitely. of getting out of jail, right? Um, and then he says to Walmack. Let's have like let's let's have a little handshake. Yeah, so I mean, you missed back at the in the interrogation room. Um, Walmack had, had taken this uh, pardon, and after um, the glass is broken, Mason's taken down. Mason's taken away back to his cell. We see Walmack in front of Stanley tear up his pardon. Yeah. So he's now had his hair cut, and he's saying, you know, you're not gonna fuck me over. You know, will you shake on this pardon? You know, gentleman's agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery's old school like that and, and wants to solidify the deal. Yeah, yeah. So he, he puts out his hand, Walmack's all smug and, you know, definitely we're thinking this guy's a bit of a prick. Well, he, he just reminded me of every, like, captain in every 80s, like, cop film. You know, like, they're kind of like, <laughs> r- like he means well. But he's a, he's an arsehole at the same yeah, time. Do you absolutely. know what I mean? Like, but def- he, he gets his just deserves because this we we then learn that uh, what Mason has done with this cord is that he's lassoed it around his own wrist, and then he lass as he shakes. So he's like made a noose. Hand, yeah, yeah, he's kind of made like a noose. lassoes it over Warmack's wrist and then throws him over the balcony, but grabs him before he falls to his death. That's why he's on this cord. Breaks the guy's arm. And then ties him to a chair. Yeah. All the while, Stanley, our wonderful non-filled agent, 
who has, has sat there trying to tell Mason he's a field agent in yeah. anti-terrorism and, you know, he should be respected. You know, Mason is now faced with Stanley saying, freeze! In this really 1980s cop way that's going to command zero respect yeah, definitely. from this seasoned he's... war hero. I don't, yeah, like, his facade of being a field agent is paper thin. <laughs> he's just, he's just a, like... I yeah. don't cover like, blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um But Mason Mason uses this Warmack being over the building as a, you know, great diversion. Yeah. And uh and this leads up to one of my big upon rewatching the movie, one of my like, hang on, that's not right. So um he throws him over the building, ties him to this chair, and suddenly all of these guys that were like all the proper field agent feds yeah, yeah. that were eating lobster that Mason's used as a diversion, they rush to Warmax aid as they're presumably running past Mason. So this is the first thing, is that Mason's escaping yeah, yeah. out presumably the same bloody balcony door that they're all rushing in to save him. So no one bothers to stop him at this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So he slips away. He almost becomes the slippery Nick. He slips away <laughs> and Stanley's the one... That goes after him. Well, yeah, another thing. Rather than Stanley helping Walmack and a proper field agent yeah. going to get well, him. Something that um, I've written down in my notes here as well is just everyone seems so calm, like just about the fact that there's like this chemical doom impending. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, they, like yeah, they, 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 they don't like, yeah. they're kind of chilling out eating lobster. Like, there's no, they, they, there seems to be no sense of urgency in any of this. Yeah. Just because maybe everything has to play out in the last 30 seconds sure. of like a deadline. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, there's no, there's no jeopardy unless like they're about to die and then in the last moment something comes, uh, comes to head. But, so Mason escapes. Stanley yeah. goes after him uh, and pursues, which, like I said, I thought was strange that it was Stanley, but obviously he's the main character of our film. Yeah, of course. And um, again, like, I've just written here, I've written a lot in those. I've just written that, like, cars are wrecked, like, in this car chase. Uh, Mason is in a Humvee. Yeah. Uh, Stanley is in a Ferrari. And, yeah, cars are le- wrecked left right and center in this yeah. city. And all, I, all police cars all feds cars just anything just a- anything taxis, in their way a like a uh, san francisco streetcar and i was like they seem to like one of the main things of this film is we need to save san francisco from this deadly threat that is on alcatraz but they haven't thought oh with, like it probably needs to be saved from these nutters <laughs> driving about with like wild abandon. Just like I, I've written down, how many civilians probably died in that like car chase alone? Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of. Like, I don't think they banked on on uh, on old uh, Mason escaping. Of course, but, but like they didn't I mean, really like, put in that many measures to stop him from yeah, escaping yeah, I, either. I, I meant from like a film's Jeremy. Like, yeah. how are you supposed to like? I don't know when, like the protagonists themselves, seem to not give a fuck about <laughs> about, about the, yeah, about the safety of San Francisco. Yeah, and 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 Mason manages um, accidentally to derail this tram. So he in in this bid to get away from the feds, in his great big Hummer, he uh, nearly knocks an old lady over. To avoid knocking her over, he swerves, hits a tram, derails it, which now is 
careering down the San Francisco hills. Yeah. By this time, you know, Mason's gone and in, in check, in tow, in a Ferrari, Nick Cage is, is hurtling after him. He then spins out of control, crashes, and now is, is trapped in this Ferrari with an airbag in his way. The streetcar coming yeah. towards him. This, this tram is, is coming towards him. He's, he's, we're now seeing his nerdy, geeky, panicking, <laughs> you know, oh no, what the fuck am I going to do? And he <laughs> shoots the airbag and jumps out. And this is like one of my favourite lines in the film <laughs> from uh, a, a, a kind of grunge-looking kid on a dirt bike he's like dude you just fucked your ferrari and the camera pans up in that real low to high superhero way and nick cage just goes it's not mine (laughs) nicks this guy's dirt bike and says neither's this (laughs) and this is the bit that in every movie it seems that any hero knows how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to train for four days to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And before that, it wasn't an intuitive get on and just do it. And I sort of just, I don't believe that this chemical freak that listens to the Beatles and strums his guitar and is scared of his wife. I just don't believe that he could hop on a dirt bike and tear through the streets yeah. of San Francisco. Well, yeah, yeah. Like he's some fucking motorcycle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he does, and he catches up with Mason. Um, and Mason has... Oh, yeah. You find out that he's next of kin. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he's... Um, so Nick Cage is, is on the motorcycle and... he co- Yeah, again, he, again, not only is he like proficient on a motorcycle... But he can do it one-handed. And he make can do it phone. one-handed whilst <laughs> making a phone call to his guy back in wherever he's from. Uh, I don't, I don't think, New York. Let's Washington. say New- Washington. Oh, fucking, I won't pay attention. 14 pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> then again, you've seen this film countless amounts of yeah, times. Yeah, in fact. This is my first time. <laughs> Literally have had about five minutes to let it sink in. Um, his guy back in Washington, like, kind of finds all the details out about uh, Mason. Well, as much as he can. Yeah, so like, Mason's name is missing, but there's medical records when you search, like, a transfer date. Yeah. So he's like, this is weird. It's like the guy doesn't exist, but there's, like, little bits that they didn't delete. And there's there's a next to kin. And, and then we they cut. happen to live yeah, yeah. in San Francisco. And I wrote that down yeah. as, a, you know, a, by a, an amazing coincidence. Yeah, definitely. That, you know, he's he's crazy. From, he's, as you find out here, his place of birth is Glasgow. <laughs> um, yeah. And he happens... And the only time he was in San Francisco was when he was, was in, in prison. Yeah. Which, by then, has obviously closed, become a tourist destination. He's now... Presumably somewhere else in America in another Well, yeah, prison. he escaped out. He escaped yeah. Alcatraz like about thirty years ago. Yeah, and his daughter is conveniently in San Francisco. And and Mason uses the Hummers car phone uh, to make a call to say, "Can you meet up now?" Conveniently, he gets through to her, and she has nothing on that day, and can in a heartbeat go and meet her father, who she's never but met. a strange through. Yeah, 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 she's never met him. He's never met her. And she suddenly agrees out of the blue. Yeah, okay. I know that you're a criminal. I know that you were in prison. I'll come and meet you. She <laughs> does have a friend with her, so yeah. she's not it's, completely it's stupid. It's about her about two seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was you scared to come alone? Yes, but I'm okay now. You can fuck yeah, off because yeah. you're not needed for this next scene. Um, and Stanley is like, 
hot on their tail. He's kind of like lurking about behind them, kind of. Yeah, he lets them have a moment. He lets, he lets yeah, them yeah, have he a let, chat. Um, which you kind of see that, like, this is the first time you start to see that Stanley is kind of sympathetic towards Mason yeah. and like his kind of plight that maybe maybe not everything is as it is on the surface with his character. Yeah, and, and, like and, and Mason. You know, we've been led to believe he's this dangerous person. We've seen him, that he's got a, a, an educated side, that he knows how to turn yeah. a coin into a method of opening glass. And we know that he's well-read and we know that he's able to take a cord and throw someone off a building. Yeah. But now we see that, oh, he's a father that wants to reconnect with his strange daughter. And, you know, Who- he thinks he's going to get out of prison because he's just signed this pardon. And he says, I haven't got a lot of time now. But, you know, I'll be out in a little while and I'll come and, and we'll, we'll make just, things yeah, right. We'll and she sort of bounces along with that yeah, idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, no worries, man. Like, I'm 33. Not heard from you yeah. yet, ever. <laughs> we can meet up for Starbucks. No yeah. problem. Uh, but, like, she seems a bit dubious when probably about 30 police cars turn up. Yeah. And um, then, like, Stanley helps him out again by saying, like, oh, no, 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 they're not. we're not here to arrest him. Like... He's working with us. Yeah, we gotta like we gotta bounce. Um, but this this daughter's a bit dumb because that lie, although it shows great empathy from Stanley helping out this guy. Hey, gee whiz, John, we gotta go back, and you gotta help us. And thanks yeah. very much for all of that. The, the, the feds that have sort of encircled this square where they're meeting and having this. They're all pointing guns. So you just think, yeah. how dumb have you got to be to be that daughter and believe the lie that, you know, oh yeah, dad's helping the feds when 30-odd fucking feds are pointing guns at him. It sort of doesn't marry up. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It would have been better if none of those feds showed up. It was just Stanley. And I think that, that was a that was a stick-out moment that I hadn't noticed without my pen and pad <laughs> when I watched it all those years and ago. time still is a ticking along yeah, um, yeah. hours is now whittling down. Yeah, I think it's something like, they say something like it's less than 24 hours or something at this point. Um, and then they're kind of going through like how they're going to get into Alcatraz. They've got Mason back on side yeah. and they're saying to him like, how did you do it? How did you get out? Like, <laughs> again, yeah, this was another moment. F- FBI command, Mason with his fresh haircut. And uh, Warmack with his, his bandaged arm from being thrown off a balcony is sitting there and Mason's casually detailing it's 57 paces down this tunnel, rah, 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 and then where? And he's looking at these blueprints in, in big confusion and says, you know, well, I don't know on the map, you know, my blueprint was in my head and I did it. I was underground for three days in the dark, but it'll all come back to me when we're there. Yeah, and I, 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 I just found it mental that, like, how could like how could you remember those very specific details? There's a very specific detail. I'm Fifty-seven bases, yeah, and <laughs> it's quite yeah, specific. Yeah. Thirty-three years later, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, and this guy remembers some some like very specific details about the architecture of a building yeah. that could have possibly changed. He's in the uh, SAS though, isn't he? British intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> still, he is an old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's kind of set up that like the only way he is going to know 
like how they're going to get in is if he goes with them um and then everyone's kind of like no Walmart's like no fucking way the um navy seals are like well he's got to if he's the only yeah, guy yeah. who knows we didn't bust him out of jail for him yeah. so, you know that's it he's coming with us end of and then, and oh, who, then else? who else has got to go with them? Yeah, uh, I, has anyone else got to go? Uh, well, Maybe uh... how I wonder. So we we learn that uh, Stanley's going through his little whiteboard of tricks and detailing how to defuse the the rockets and detailing to the the Navy SEALs. This is what you got to do. And uh, that he's never seen one of these devices, but he's studied them. Um, and then it's thrown into the pot that, well, it doesn't matter about telling the Navy SEALs how to defuse them because you'll be right there with them. <laughs> At which point he throws up, uh, runs to the toilet, doesn't he? I, th- yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- think, I think I would as well. I think like uh, the thought of going onto an island with like 30 trained killers um, and the most deadly substance on earth. Yeah, but is that, is that more nerve-wracking than being in San Francisco Bay on the receiving end of those rockets. I don't know. I reckon in the time you've got I'd left... I'd be shot than have my face melted off by green uh, air gel. I reckon, I reckon in the time you've got left, though, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery nick away. Yeah, come on. Come on, Carla, we're out of this town. Um, and then... <laughs> Grab your pig towel, which yeah. is where I'm moving. And he said, like, it, it's like, again... To up the ante that he is going to definitely have to go with them as well. We learn at this point that Carla is definitely coming into town and they're going to bring her yeah, so to the base. Walmack's little buddy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know his name, but no, secondary FBI, <laughs> not quite director, Walmack level, goes into the toilet and tries to have some comfort in reassuring words for Stanley that you know, they're there, wipe the sick off your chin. It'll be all right, son. <laughs> go out there and do your job and you know nick cage is very like oh it's wonderful but it's terrible girlfriend's pregnant she's coming into san francisco and and another thing that stumped me is the response is shut up do your job i'll get your girlfriend and bring her to the fbi command yeah (laughs) like we can just have girlfriends civilians roaming around the fbi command when we're so got... it's a very classified need to know stuff yeah, yeah. she's all right she's, <laughs> yeah. all right. She... she's girlfriend she can yeah, uh, yeah. she can sit in a corner and just watch the next uh, 15 hours we're then told um that yeah we've got 15 hours and she can just sit there and, and wait for her fiance to, to yeah. finish defusing these rockets and then we get like the big wigs again like in the command center room talking to uh hummel on like via skype again just have a little chat with him Mm. and then after his like after his conversation like that's it we've got to fucking go with this plan of like sending the guys in it's now or never basically green light the seal incursion and uh the seals start briefing saying things like when you diffuse the rockets pop green flares um, remember that guys yeah. pop the green flares the green flares <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah they're, they're detailing that and uh, and that's about it really yeah they ship it? out they kind of get on these cool little uh, I don't know what they are like little submarine little things they get to yeah well they're in the helicopters first so the 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 pop green flares briefing is is gone and the uh, Navy SEAL captain who's leading this incursion addresses General Hummel's c- credentials. To so the rest of the Navy SEALs that he's going in with, he's like, you know, make no mistake, 
we're going on to Alcatraz in a hostile situation, head to head with General Hummel, who's probably the greatest war hero of the Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. You know, fucking Hummel is a badass in his own right. <laughs> and then they get into their helicopters and they start to fly. And this is an important bit, is that they hand this badass, locked away, doesn't exist prisoner, a little bag of tricks and says, this is your kit for this mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they give him a little bottle of kerosene, some waterproof matches and three washers. And and you'll do well to remember that bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they off they go. They're also chatting about what to do. Here's the needle. Nick Cage is very much. I don't want the atropine. Thanks yeah. very much. And, and uh, um, the guy who played, um, who plays like the SEAL captain is an actor by the name of Michael Bine, who is actually the lead character in the Nicolas Cage 1993 film, Deadfall, guys. We've got a nice little returning character, a nice little returning actor well, to the pot. I didn't pot. know that. Yeah, exactly. Like, Deadfall is fucking crazy. Uh, you should watch it. I will, I will make sure I catch that. But um, I tell you what, whilst we're on the going back bits, the guy on the motorbike, the... the punk yeah. kid with the the scrambler motorbike in san francisco that yeah gets his bike stolen when nick cage trashes a ferrari he's like not really an actor he's a, a producer and director and award winner for short films now oh really yes <laughs> oh, he's won like loads of awards at like i don't know big film festivals and oh, stuff amazing. For short films so i'm gonna um, try and catch some of those shorts <laughs> nice they get shipped out yeah they're obviously out of the helicopters into the water and then they get into Alcatraz through yeah. like a little broken, little, little broken vent or something. Yeah, which so, is, yeah, conveniently, conveniently, yeah, conveniently just big enough for a few Navy SEALs to get through. Um, and then, Carla arrives at the command center and escapes her car, so they don't have child lock on the FBI yeah. vehicles. So she's in the back of the car saying, "I've got to say at this point as well, um, just to show you how cheap I am with the DVDs I'm buying. That at this point we actually had to." flip the disc <laughs> because uh this film like it was too big <laughs> obviously at the running time of well what's the running time oh actually yeah it's two hours and ten minutes pretty long film uh, but cannot fit just on one side of a disc oh no we had to flip yeah. it over and then straight into the fucking action um yeah so yeah carla escapes we get onto Alcatraz, and and the guys uh, that are holding up Alcatraz, the uh, the Marines, the bad guys, they know that they've got company. They've they've seen the the helicopters coming in, but they don't know where. They just they don't, don't know. know where because they went dark. Yeah, yeah. night vision mode just before, so <laughs> they're on high alert, man in their stations, and uh, yeah, it's when they figure out that the only way to get in. Is um some kind of like Tomb Raider esque like I don't fire like just could, could, yeah it's yeah. real simple like computer game Crash Bandicoot style like there's a spinning disc that has a gap in it there's fire coming like in you like have to three time second it, yeah. bursts and so, yeah it's you have to time a... it perfectly to get through this array of deadly obstacles. 
And who fucking remembers 33 years later? Like, not just does he remember the sequence, but he also remembers it in reverse because he's like, oh, I hope it's the same. Well, it's not the fucking same, mate, because it's in reverse. So, yeah. All right, Mason? So he leads him into a dead end. He's the only hero that can... I just got to say one thing quickly. Michael Bay, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, yeah, I had to get that off my, I had to get that off my chest. Oh, that feels real good to um, to do that. Oh. Oh, there and you then, go. So yeah, they're in this they're in this dungeon where there's no way out through because yeah, there's this locked door. Mason has to open it from the other side and the, by crawling through this uh, spinning disc and burning hot flame crawl space. And he's 60 years old. Yeah, yeah. But immediately as well, immediately as soon as he's through, they, that's it. Like, don't give him any time. They're like, that's it. Yeah. He's sold us out. And no he's concern for him yeah. probably being yeah, getting yeah, caught on the flame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor bastard didn't make it. No, yeah. straight in for the, oh, we knew he'd sail us up the river. Yeah. Bastard. And uh, yeah, one of the Marines says, where'd you dig this guy up as he calls through these flames <laughs> and uh, and Stanley exerts a little bit of authority there by saying that's classified which I really <laughs> liked because there's little bits through the film where he does try and yeah 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 he does try and play up to his but FBI I think that's the, that just that. agent oh, yeah, title yeah 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 and it's just uh, just a real amazing one liner as well yeah yeah it? absolutely <laughs> that's classified um, <laughs> um, yeah so he opens the door um, with the classic music from Hans Zimmer coming up, yeah, yeah. making it seem all cool. Dun, 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 and Sean dun, Connery dun, dun. in his Scottish <laughs> accent, "Welcome to the Rock." <laughs> Which I, again, I love. I love this movie for those yeah, yeah, yeah. cheesy shit lines, but it, it makes that kind of mid nineties action film. I think um, they get through, and then there's something about like, oh, Stanley asks Mason. <laughs> um, like how is your like how how is this so far? And he's like, oh, it's better than most of my days. <laughs> They're normally pretty boring. And then there is a joke that like I'm not sure how. Like even now, I'm not sure how I feel about this, guys. Um, <laughs> this is one of those moments where I, I I heard you kind of laugh like a snigger laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the fact that he says like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you know this quote better than, than than I probably do, or? Well, probably, but yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. want to take yeah, it no, away no, no, from you. Go, me. go, 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 because so, yeah, he Stanley's in awe of all of this marine yeah, yeah. hardcore action shit that's unfolding around him, and and saying to to Mason, whilst they're in a sewer or something, you know, how do you do this? And and Mason just kind of says to him, you know, it's sort of better than my average day you know, bad meals in the canteen or something and avoiding gang rape in the washrooms. <laughs> Although that's less of a problem these days. Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. <laughs> and it is a little bit like, I don't know if that would be... No, that definitely wouldn't fucking fly today. <laughs> like, What rating is this movie? It's a 15. It's a 15. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think they're like... I'm all up for shock comedy. I just don't like. I don't. Know, it's like hearing your granddad say, "Like, yeah, a sixty baby years child. old, yeah, 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 avoiding gang rape." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! No, Sean, don't do it. <laughs> so um, they're they're sort of in these sewers, which are 
I, I, that's a bit where it's about 57 paces from yeah, yeah, there yeah. to the, the shower room, which is where our, mis- our marine friends have laid these double whammy booby traps. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the Navy SEALs are underneath with all their night vision and gadgets, and they're about to pop their head up through the sewer hatch, and they realise that, you know, we better do our job properly. And uh, we'll we'll get some optics up there to find out if there's anything on that that hatch. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. where they discover this motion sensor. So, like clever cocks, they think we'll cut the laser beam on the motion sensor and send it back to its source. And they very specifically detail, which I'm thinking, if you're a Navy SEAL and everyone around you is a Navy SEAL, there's no need to really detail what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you exactly. just get on and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For audience benefit, they describe very, very detailed how they're going to cut the laser beam and move <laughs> the motion sensor. All the while, we're the audience are thinking, oh, yeah, but it's got a fucking foul switch on it and it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got not going to work. It's not work. So it's not going to work. And, and sure enough, we then cut to the, the bad Marines hearing that they've got company in the shower room. So they all fucking, rush in. Yeah, and it is like. It's not really like for you to go into much detail in this next scene. It's just a fucking ambush, basically, isn't yeah, it? Like, so there's a kind of impassioned speech from the leader of the uh, of the of the Navy SEALs, which I thought was fucking great. Where he's kind of like saying to Hummel, like, "I'm a, like I'm a good man. Like I'm, I'm a soldier like you. You would know that I can't get my men to put their guns down. Like this isn't like whether whether they're foreign or like." Yeah, well, the Marines rush in and they're at an elevated position. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So this shower room has this, I, I guess, from back in the days of the prison guards, perving over the prisoners, having a shower and making or sure. Or just making not sure, yeah, kicking, making... making sure they're not gang raping. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got to keep that. So they're walking around this balcony and, you know, the, the Marines, the bad guys, have got the Navy SEALs kind pinned of down, pinned, pinned down. down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're saying, you know, throw your weapons down, surrender. You're gonna get um, you're gonna get massacred. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Frank Hummel, the the leader of the bad guys, the leader of the pack, is is desperately trying to convince them to to stand down. And the the leader Anderson is is saying that he can't give the order to stand down because he swore this oath to protect America from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And his brilliant speech of how he understands why he's doing what he's doing but he, he can't let him... Yeah, and he must yeah. understand why he's doing what he's doing. Which is stupid, because the Navy SEALs wouldn't be ordered to put a mission over an entire squad's life, because that's just not productive. <laughs> um, he should have stood down, um, but I guess that would have made a pretty bad move. That would have been one action scene less, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But it, yeah, it is a fucking massacre. massacre. <laughs> and even, like, there's a young guy with them, like, one of the Navy SEALs, who I thought like genuinely looked about twelve years old, Probably. and he yeah. he's like down he's down with uh, Mason and Stanley, mm. and they're saying like yeah, which is they're still in the sewers. Yeah, yeah they're like, still in the sewers. Don't sewage. go up! Don't go up! What does he do? He goes up. He's fucking shot straight back down to the bottom of the sewer, right in the middle of the head. The classic yeah. bang but slap bang in the middle of the head. Handily. Um, Gives them a radio so they can still keep in contact. Yeah, a radio and a gun. Yeah. And it, and and in the aftermath of this shooting, the Marines go down into the shower room and there's a lot of remorse in in our kind of main bad guys. In face. Hummel, yeah. Because, well, he's, he's all he's, the way through the kind of like 
Massacre, he keeps shouting, stand yeah, down, yeah, stand cease down, ceasefire. Cease fire. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there's a lot of remorse. But as this massacre's going on, there's a couple of members of his unit that you can see grinning as they're gunning down. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking madmen. So we can see that this this band of merry men, there's there's they're all doing this bad thing, but there's some of them that are doing it there's for a the few right loose, reasons. Yeah, there's a few loose cannons yeah, in there so as well. There, there's a split there, and uh, yeah, so Mason and and Stanley, our our two heroes, are now on their own, and they they get the one of the guns and radios off of the off the, the young whippersnapper, the Navy SEAL that's copped it in the head and fallen back down the manhole but, um, conveniently. Mason just, he's like, that's it for me. Yeah. Tell I'm that. out of here. <laughs> and this 60. is like kind of, in, yeah, <laughs> this is kind of intercut with like another great bit of exposition that we all needed of who Mason really is. Yes, yes. And it is um, Walmack talking to his like, uh, secondary kind of saying to him, he is British intelligence. He has a microfilm of every single like US secret from who shot JFK to whatever you want. Yeah, like the Roswell alien landings Just, and stuff like that. He, he he knows it all and didn't give it up. And we have held him like without trial. For yeah, all this time, thirty odd years. So you know, and and the, the secondary guys going, no, it's over, it's over. And Warmack's like, not for Mason, it is. Yeah. And and again, we're as an audience, we're having it reinforced. Mason is this badass, but yeah, Mason decides that he wants to quit and walk off, and uh, leave Stanley older, uh, slippery well, Nick on his own. Well, Stanley's trying to like say to him why he should help as well, isn't he? He's saying you should help because like, yeah. Oh, he explains what the real reason as to yeah. Why. So they're on their way. They're, they're sort of walking along and having a bit of a a chat. And uh, this is the bit where, as they're having a chat, the uh, the Marines realise that there's a, there's a Navy two. Seals weapon and radios um, yeah. gone. So they realise that there must be a couple of guys still on the loose, or at least a guy on the loose. So they throw a load of bombs down the holes and try and blast them. And as they kind of go into the water their comms get knocked out but they've got locators on so our fbi guys in command can no, still they're know they're alive yeah, yeah, yeah. but they can't talk to them but just before they lost that radio silence from them bombs you know they're chatting to stanley and saying you've got to convince mason and mason's not having any of it mason's got all the guns and it's all a bit and he explains to mason as to why they're actually really there yeah up until this point mason has been in the dark as to like didn't he flash him his badge or something and says do you know what that says it says like chemical weapons specialist yeah why did he take his badge like he's, he's for this he's, moment obviously he's, he's, <laughs> he's not in his suit with his badge on yeah, his yeah, hip yeah. anymore he's in navy seal tack clothing and he's bought his fbi id <laughs> card with him just in case anyone, any, but, anyone yeah it pricks up mason's ears to like oh chemical weapons i better pay attention and then obviously his daughter lives in um san yes, francisco yes. so obviously he's 
yeah. more than obliged to help. Yeah, you've got to help out now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, your daughter's face is going to melt off. Not that, like, they play on the fact that he is a nice, empathetic, compassionate man who cares about humanity. No, he cares about one single person. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so they're, they're climbing the stairs out of the sewers now to get into the morgue. And, uh, and and Mason's just agreed to, to help Stanley and to try and save the day and be, be the hero that he was before he was imprisoned and forgotten about. And uh, he, Stanley says that he'll do his best. Uh, yeah, which uh, I, I know, even though I'd never seen this film, I know that this is a real... <laughs> Real famous line. It's I've a heard ripper the... of a line. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the, and I think the way it plays out is really nice as well with, with what Nick Cage does. Um, it, do you know the line? You want to go for this one? Um, it is. Um... So Nick Nick Cage says, uh, "You know, I'll do my best." And Sean Connery's like really laying on the Scottish accent. Your best. Yeah, he's like losers. Losers do their best. Yeah, uh, losers always whine about their best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, losers always whine about their best. Uh, winners go home and fuck the prom queen, which old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gold. Yeah, and Stanley cocks his gun in a very macho way, saying, "Carla yeah, was the prom, prom queen." queen. <laughs> I like how he's like was like he's already thinking she's fucking dead, but not is. <laughs> That's <laughs> not like. <laughs> so yeah, that's good, and yeah, big battle, big gun yeah, yeah. blast morgue, in the morgue. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, there's rockets in the morgue which Stanley needs to defuse. Yeah, which so. kind of reminded me. Um, I don't know why it just reminded me of. I've recently been playing the Arkham Knight on PlayStation Four. I know, like it's 2017. PlayStation's came out ages ago, but um, I'm not I'm a man who's with my the old games, man. Yeah, yeah, but um, it just reminded me of like. There's a scene very early on in that where you have to like be a lot of this reminded me of computer games because it's that kind of thing you can imagine like yeah. removing those really sensitive balls and you have to be really careful with the joystick as you're pulling them out <laughs> and then kind of having to like kind of operation style get your hand in to remove this microchip. Yeah. But he nails it. Yeah. And like at times I don't know, he seems very, like, they seem to be very cautious with it, but then, like, at other times, they're not cautious at yeah. fucking these, all. these little gel caps of death yeah, yeah. go from being incredibly resilient to being thrown around to being the most fragile... Fragile, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fragile, <laughs> don't damage it, my precious sort of things ever. But, yeah, this big battle kind of goes on, and this is the bit where... Mason really shows us what he's made of in 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 his big first yeah, gunfight. Yeah, he's fucking taking everyone and he's out, shooting guys, and he shoots this uh, air vent, uh, air conditioner unit yeah, or onto a guy. Which uh, it looked like an air conditioner. It might have just been vents, but again, there wouldn't have been air conditioning on Alcatraz. Know, on yeah, Alcatraz. <laughs> you know, it's it's a really old, rundown building. But anyway, that falls down and, and kills a guy. Conveniently, just before he's going to lob a grenade. So Mason's. There's no, nothing up. becomes of that grenade, though. Surely the pin no, has been. I don't front, think he pulled, pulled the pin. He it it the took pin. him. You know, the, the time that it takes Mason to draw his gun, realise what's going on, shoot this air conditioning unit and that air conditioning unit to fall, it's a good four or five seconds worth of shooting this air conditioner. That's definitely enough time to pull a yeah, pin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy struggles with the pin. <laughs> classic and uh, yeah so he's killed and yeah mason's time to shine is up 
What? And Stanley's going to step in now and defuse these rockets. And yeah, but and like, that's just a case of taking it apart and pulling out the guidance chip, right? So that yeah. the rocket splashes down in the waters and uh, detonates underwater, which in water, the VX gas is neutralised, which is really convenient that yeah, they're definitely. on Alcatraz, surrounded by, by water. water. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, like, like everything in this film... There's so many conveniences. <laughs> it's now Stan's turn to step up and do that, and he does, but he puts Mason in his place. And that's sort of... This yeah, is yeah. where that exchange between these two heroes is that singularly... Is that singularly? I can't yeah, say yeah. that. On their own, they're not... They haven't got the tools and the skills to do the they job. They need the brains so and they, the brawn. Need, yeah, definitely. They need the pair of them to work as a um, team, and that... That's in this scene for sure. And then they're kind of amazingly, like, at the like, with seconds to spare, he, like, gets out just as, like, the um, Marines come in. Yeah, they're ambushed again. And then they dive through this kind of hatch uh, into, like, some Donkey Kong-style, like, (laughs) mining carts uh, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I've written that. The only thing that I and and I never, I never questioned this any other time that I watched this film. Why on this prison they've got this entire mine system? And the only thing I could think of was it's the old-fashioned laundry. Yeah, but like, the, but they're in a morgue. Yeah. So the hatch in the morgue goes down to these mine carts, and I, I wrote down big old shaft <laughs> <laughs> because it was a long. Big track. Yeah, yeah. It was and then I re- wrote and I underlined it because I thought that's quite funny. Big old stuff. <laughs> I didn't realise as I wrote it, but yeah, um, they 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 have this, like you say, it's Donkey Kong. Really, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. hammering it tooth and nail down this track with bad guys in more carts chasing. Yeah, them. yeah, definitely. And then um, uh, Mason's bag of goodies. Yeah, they get to the end play. of the track. Yeah, they get to the end of the track and get flipped out, and Mason's hanging upside down. Seemingly trapped, but wait. <laughs> yeah, and then a marine comes like above him, and then he's like, I, I, I think he would have noticed a few moments of this. One is being sprayed with kerosene. Yeah, so his bag ankles. of tricks with only three items, three washers, waterproof matches, and a little bottle of uh, flammable material. Yeah, yeah. So he sprays he the kerosene. Use. Yeah, at the guy, flicks a match on him. Yeah. And Bosch. Yeah. Bye-bye, Charlie. That Marine goes down into the, the water below and Mason climbs up. And all the while that's going on, Stan is in his mine cart and being shot at by two Marines who then, they're a bit stupid. They throw a grenade. They didn't cook the grenade. The grenade goes in. Stanley picks it up, throws it straight back at him. He misses because he's a donkey. And he's being shot at. But Mason comes in, kills one of the Marines... And then gets into fisticuffs with, with the, the other, other one. one. And then it gives Stanley his time to shine. And that I imagine this would have been a big moment for him. Yeah. Because this is the first person he'd ever shot. Yeah. Pulls the trigger. Kills the guy. And, uh, and Mason's relieved and says, you know, thanks very much. Glad you didn't hesitate. Yeah, yeah. And then says, you know, that he'd have... For some reason, he just comes out with... Uh, you know, on on reflection, he'd rather have been a poet or a farmer, <laughs> which um, I thought was a bit of a weird thing to come out with. You know, on reflection of of all the violence, he said, "Yeah, I'd rather have been a poet or a farmer." But maybe it shows his softer side. And then we have 
that it is eight hours until the deadline. Yeah, a very to keep us on plot, I think, a very small visit back to the White House with all of the plebs sitting around the table uh, just to highlight, you know, oh, we haven't got the money yet. We've, we've got some time, but it's ticking out. Yeah. And, and that was literally it, wasn't it? It was a really small scene just to go and visit them, I guess. Um, and then they're kind of pootling about the place and then Hummel wants his guidance chips. Yeah. So all of the all of the guidance chips that old Slippery Nick's stolen out of the rockets, he uh, he decides to Hummel wants them back, and he decides to take a hostage and announce over the thirty-year-old uh, but still working tannoyed system of the prison <laughs> that he's going to execute a hostage unless uh, he's they give given themselves back up, his chips. Yeah. So uh, of course, Stanley trying to do the right thing gets the chips out and is a bit like, oh no, game over, we've got to give the chips back. Which Mason then snatches out of his hands and destroys them. And Mason then orders Stan to go and find the rest of the chips yeah, whilst just... he surrenders and saves the hostage. So Mason does, he surrenders. And I love the in silhouette walk that yeah, Mason down does. down the stairs, yeah, yeah. Bowling down the <laughs> corridor, past all the hostages with their hands clambering out to this, <laughs> this lonesome 60-year-old man walking past their cells. And he walks straight up to Hummel and, uh, and they have a chat. And he kind of says to him, like, oh, he has a brilliant line. And he says to him, uh, he says something along the lines of, uh, in my personal opinion, you're a bit of a prick or something like that. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know the exact line, yeah. but yeah, he's... He, it's along the lines. Of, I mean, back, back to what you said is that I, when I said that I kind of agree with Hummel's yeah, yeah. reasoning of being there, and you said, "Yeah, but there's other ways of going about it." Yeah. I think that's pretty much what Mason says: is that you know, I think you're a bit of a fucking idiot for for doing what you're doing because you know, killing fucking tens of thousands of people to honour a few thousand dead soldiers yeah, yeah, seems yeah. a bit backward. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Uh, Hummel doesn't really like that because he's just given this little speech about how the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed from time to time and, you know, gets a bit kind of... Yeah, yeah. Try, tries to be educational and then, yeah, gets knocked down by Mason, basically calling him a prick. And then around this time, um, Stanley has been caught by two of the Marines. They kind yeah, of he gets like jumped s- again. Scuffling. Um, did, yeah, he managed to... Did he manage to take out another missile? The, no. No, because there's two... Yeah, no, he takes out one more, leaving there only two Yeah, left. that's it. So, yeah, he, he gets the he gets one more chip, gets jumped by two Marines, pushing him through a window, and... Then they end up both... Arrest, like, yeah, they're taken both in and put in cell. cells. Um, Separate cells, on different floors, and away from the cells where the hostages are. And, and conveniently... Not one marine is guarding them, and then they're just we, left in their cells. And we wake up like you have the next. It's the next day, and it says something like an hour until seven hours since. Hang on, yeah, no, it's no, yeah, it's know. seven hours later. Seven hours since the last communications with uh, from yeah, the yeah, FBI. So in the tunnel system when they go underwater and their communications get knocked out and Mason gets all the guns and they, you know, since the ex- the massacre in the showers, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's seven hours. So we've seen them get the morgue, the minecart, which takes up 20, 30 but that's minutes. Like it says, and that it's, says seven hours. 
It says here, yeah, it says here, because it is the next day. It says one, I'm pretty sure it said like an hour, like an hour until deadline. And then Mason seems to get them out of the jail cells very fucking easily by making a kind of like lasso and these kind of, again, computer game style thing. It just reminds everything about this. Well, like he he uses bed sheets from the cells and tears them up plats them to make a, a makeshift rope gets a bit of random metal to make some kind of weighted hook and then flings out his cell and like I'm thinking those bed sheets like I'm pretty sure when they closed the prison they'd have got rid of the beds and all the crap in the cells I'd like, imagine I'd imagine if it was 30 a, if year it, old bed sheets probably wouldn't have been left there but they were and he used them I imagine if advantage. it's a tourist attraction though like to give yeah, the, we see Stanley laying in his cell with nothing in the cell that is true yeah <laughs> Sean Connery the one that's got the means and the brains to get out of there has also got the tools yeah, that enable him to do it but he's got the tools to do it but they've been in there all night they've been in there for at least six hours or like five hours a good good while <laughs> why the fuck didn't he do it early that's what i mean when they need to time can just like disappear like that but when they need to yeah it can be as long as they fucking want um yeah 40 hour deadline was a bit too much <laughs> i think they it sort of run away from them didn't it but, and yeah. um mason again rightly so it's like I want, I want to go. I want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Busts out of cell and he's like, I'm not going to be ambushed again, man. I'm sick. I'm going home. <laughs> Off I go. I'm going to go and see my daughter. Stanley again tries to get him to stay. And um, the big wigs then ask Hummel for one more hour. They said, like, the president, like, we're still waiting on him to give us, like, confirmation yeah. about the money. Just give us yeah. one more hour and all his troops are getting tested. Yeah, saying, they're like, stalling uh, for time because they know that they're, you know, they know Stanley and Mason may still be out of safety today. Plus, we're waiting on our secondary plane attack to, to be ready. So they're stalling and, you know, they, they do that. Hummel basically says, piss off, you, you know, you've, you've, you've got the hour. And and cracks start to show in in Hummel's team. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can start. The guys to are getting see, testy and like, let's yeah, fucking do this now. Some, some of the junior members of their bunch of merry men are, are starting to question. They're being respectful at this stage, but they're questioning Hummel's ability to to go through and yeah, actually definitely. execute eighty thousand people in San Francisco. And then um, Stanley gets caught once a fucking again, and then. Uh, it's kind of cool because he's like he says to the guy who's um, got him by the neck. He's like glass or plastic. Yeah, glass <laughs> or plastic. Yeah, and he's like, are the are the are the balls made of glass or plastic? Because that will determine whether we could die or not. No, 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 no. He said he, uh, the guy's got him by the scruff of the neck with a gun pointed, and he says glass or plastic. And the marine is is shouting at him to shut up, and he says, no, choose glass or plastic because if the winds change. And this shit detonates in the atmosphere. The winds will carry the gas back towards Alcatraz, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll either leave in a glass jar or a plastic bag. Oh, he's basically saying, you know, it's gonna reduce you to mush. <laughs> like your face will melt off, and you'll either be scooped up and put in a plastic bag or a I glass jar. I fucking missed that one, guys. Yeah. Uh, but he says to him, like, "Give me the gun." Yeah, and like, we'll, we'll like. 
we'll save stop. the day together. Yeah, we'll You'll be my the... new Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at this point, Mason snaps a guy's fucking neck, uh, which was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and hands the gun over the shoulder to Stan. Yeah. Cause who's he, unaware that Mason's done yeah, this. Yeah. And he's like, you made the right decision. <laughs> and then, hum, uh, and then Mason's like, you know, fucking the last time I swam this channel, I was your age. Yeah, yes, so I'm but... fucked either way. <laughs> so he decides to, to get back on board with operation Stanley and Mason. Hummel then decides to launch, doesn't he? He says, all right, we'll launch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Fry, one of the little wieners of the, the band of Merry Men, he's he's a bit of a piss wipe. And he, he, I think he looks a little bit like Joker. He's got that horrible wide smirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps pushing Hummel to step up and, and put a show of force on to show that they're not messing around. Hummel sort of reluctantly agrees. And, uh, and yeah, they, they launch... And everyone on shore sees the rocket go out into the bay. And then they realise where it's heading. It's heading right towards an American football stadium. They're like, yeah. fuck. Cue people shitting themselves. Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> and e- the- even Mason and uh, Stanley are looking out the window. Oh, shit. It's gone. It's yeah, gone. Yeah, the missile's gone. And then um, Hummel has a like change in heart in that he redirects the missile to miss the football game and go into the water. Um, that leaves one rocket left. One rocket, one rocket left. left. But it also but, cements the mutiny that was brewing amongst the team. Definitely. Uh, um, and then at the same time as this, when the uh, missile goes into sea, we get this out of nowhere scene of the president giving some speech about Hummel and like literally war and stuff but i found this so weird because it's such an eloquent speech and it's like who the fuck is he talking to because all i could see was him looking out of the window yeah it's, <laughs> it's normally one of the ones that you would have gone only... out over radio or a press conference like this is our darkest hour we yeah. need to stand together as a nation um... how do we weigh up the lives of 81 civilian hostages on alcatraz versus eighty thousand people in san francisco but yeah, I think 81's less than 80,000, so I'm going to order an airstrike and it's going to blow up Alcatraz. And sadly, all those people on there will die, but we'll, we'll have saved the day. And uh, Do you know who that... Do you know how I reckon that was for? Like a lot of the fucking dialogue in that, that is not for any of the characters in the <clears> film. <throat> that was for us. Yeah, it was for our benefit to, <laughs> to put us in a position where we're thinking, yep, yeah, Stanley and Mason have failed... It, they're gone. Shit is they're going gonna get, down. They're going to get blown up, and and we cut to uh, the general and major. Uh, so the general Hummel, he's got his right hand man, and they're having a discussion as to why Hummel changed the coordinates. The the little pissy marines are getting a bit antsy. Yeah, and, and the mutiny is in full throes now, and guns are, are drawn on each other. Well, yeah, I said it's kind of like a Mexican standoff. Yeah. It's like yeah, Sorry, everyone's just yeah. pointing guns at each other, as in like. I'm going to fucking shoot you. You're going to fucking shoot me. We're all going to fucking shoot each other. If shit like... And and Mason and Stanley are sort of... They're watching this... Yeah, like a couple of perverts. Yeah, they're (laughs) watching it go on. I think Mason fires a few shots in and and tries to help. Stanley grabs Hummel, drags him off to the side. Where's the rocket? Yeah, where's the rocket? Where's the last rocket? And, And pretty much... He says it's in the lighthouse. Yeah. And straight away... 
he heads towards the lighthouse and is met by... I didn't get this guy's name. Did he have a name? Uh, the guy who meets him in the lighthouse, who meets... Uh, Rocket Man. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his what his name was, but yeah, Stanley gets there and he just he, he, he he's partly diffused that last rocket. Yeah, and so like, it's still an active rocket, but it's not got the bad shit in it. Yeah, and he lines him up perfectly in front of the rocket. Yeah, and then asks him a little joke. Um, it is a classic Nick Cage joke. Yeah, well, he says, like, uh, do you, I, I, I can't really remember this. All I've got is a, I've got a joke. Afterwards, I will actually tell he, you he, a joke. He, he, <laughs> he, he, so the, the bad guy is standing in front of the rocket and he says, uh, you know, we got off onto the wrong foot. Um, let's start again. Do you like music? What about Elton John's Rocket Man? And, and the bad guy's like, I don't like pussy ass music. And he goes, <laughs> well, I only say because it's you. You're the Rocket Man. And he flicks the switch and the rocket shoots this guy out over and he lands on a spike and he's impaled. And, yeah, it's you know, fucking brutal. Yeah, it's a bit, bit... Yeah, it's probably one of the most brutal kind of deaths. And because it's in daylight at this point as well. Yeah, it yeah. looks, looks, looks a little bit sick. So. Um, um, but yeah, he, he's only partly diffused the rocket, so he's got the guidance chip. He hasn't destroyed it yet, and he's got this string of pearls, these delicate yeah, yeah. hair gel. Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, why doesn't Elton John like lettuce? I don't know. I haven't heard this one. No, because he's a rocket man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, sorry, I should have seen that after. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. I remember that. <laughs> After this, uh, one of the like string of pearls, one of the balls nearly falls off the top of the lighthouse. Yeah, and um, you've got old piss wipes there, like kind of trying to get in, isn't he? Like trying to get at Mason. No, trying to get at Stanley. Sorry. Yeah. So so he's fired off Rocket Man, and he's killed him. He's handing the he's he's got these balls in his hand, and <laughs> there's a sniper starts yeah. shooting at him, which causes him to hurry. And as he hurries, one of the balls drops. So he sort of carefully lays down all of the string of pearls, the hair gel. And then dives on the other one. <laughs> and then dives on the other one before it goes over the edge. And as he grabs it, you know, all this gunfire's around him. He's, he's, he turns into a bit of a wet wet nerd that we yeah, kind yeah, of well, saw yeah, yeah. in the beginning, really, didn't he? Um, and Mason tackles the, the guy, the sniper on the roof, and kills him. And we see at this point that the airstrike is closing in yes it's like imminent very vastly approaching approaching um and then stanley has a scuffle with this guy yeah so the pretty much the last marine now that's left yeah um he's obviously aware that everything's gone to shit all of his comrades are dead but he's the one that was really greedy for the the money he was really kind of yeah, and he just wanted to fucking kill everyone. Yeah, I don't, he didn't really want to bluff and and do that. He wanted to fire the rocket and and follow the mission through. And yeah, because uh, we had found out that like Hummel's like reasoning for the whole thing was, I just wanted to call people's bluff. And, yeah, like, it's like the mission's over now because yeah, like, I wanted the money. I wanted to make a point. But I but, bluffed. But they now, called it. I ain't gonna kill everyone. Yeah, I'm not gonna people. kill everyone. And they're like, well, we fucking are because. We're no longer, and they're kind of like, yeah, but there's an honour amongst like military men. Now. Yeah. Well, we're not military men anymore because. Yeah, yeah. As soon we're as mercenaries, and mercenaries get, get paid. paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, he has this fight with this last Marine. And, and now it's personal. He really wants to kick Stanley's ass. Yeah, He's yeah, like, of course. I'm going to kick your ass, you little nerd. You've taken my boy, you've, you've shot my boyfriend off into space. <laughs> <laughs> you shot my boyfriend, you've, you've ruined my chances for money, and now you've got my last guidance chip. So Stanley's hiding, and he throws the guidance chip just in, in view of uh, this guy. And he, and he puts the, the little hair gel, the one that fell off in his top pocket. Yeah. And then as the, as the soldier, the Marine, goes to pick up the guidance chip, Stanley heroically makes a, a bold and daring move and has a little scuffle with him. Gets a bit overthrown. And yeah. he's now got this Marine on top of him in a precarious sort of... <laughs> Situation. Cowgirl position. And uh, yeah, Stanley... Shoves the, like... Hair gel. Hair gel into his fucking mouth and like instantly kind of runs off and knows there's only one way I'm going to fucking survive this. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty instant for that Marine. He's, he's got a mouthful of hair gel. He's spewing up what looks like alien-y stuff from uh, the, uh, the alien blood from the alien movies. His cheeks are already starting to melt off and as he's spewed, he's obviously got a little bit on Stanley. And uh, Stanley injects himself with the uh, antidote. Yeah, it's the only way, man. It's the only yeah. way he's going to save himself. He's, and then he's got a man up and faces fear of needles. He's laying there thinking, fuck, there's only one way <laughs> they're going to know not to fucking blow us up. And before we say it, where does he have to stab himself with this needle? In the heart, I think. And going back and watch it, man, it's... Yeah, he's nowhere near his heart. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much stabbed himself in his liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. he's about eight inches south of his yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, and then, like, obviously the guys are getting closer. Stanley lights up yeah, the... airstrike. It lights up yeah. the flares. But I had a real problem with this. They have been locked in a cell. I'm sure the flares would have been taken from them at an, early, I didn't from think at an earlier point. I didn't think of that. They would have... <laughs> More than Definitely. likely have been stripped yeah. of everything, yeah. Um, but yeah. he manages to get the flares off and at the last conceivable moment, yeah. as as things always have to happen in these types of films, they pull up and they're like, abort, abort. Yeah, but yeah they got everyone's... It cuts a lot back to, like, the FBI, the White House, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the FBI command centre... Um, if everyone's yeah, yeah. being cut to with their looks of panic as if like will they won't they abort 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 yeah and then you've kind of got the fighter jet pilot and one of them had already detonated his payload um that sounded <laughs> really fucking dirty yeah he ejected one of his well that doesn't sound much better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he let he let go one of his rockets and then um <laughs> As, just... Because he pulled up, it, it, it's not on target. So yeah, yeah. As he's pulling up, he lets lets go of one of his his missiles, and it hits conveniently on the back of the island where the hostages aren't. And stationed. throws <laughs> throws Stanley off the island. Doesn't kill him or anything like that. Just but we from... don't know that because as no, soon but as I mean, he like, splashes not just down, like died in... in an impact. He just no. literally rides the wave of the the explosion yeah. off the island. Um, and pan pipes kick in, yeah. which is the best bit. I love, like, the music's been on point the whole film. Like, for me, I think the music is great in this. I think I, think I really dig music in films, and it just goes to shit when a Stanley <laughs> hits the water, and you think, oh, he's been, 
he's been blasted, you know, uh, he's, he's probably not dead because he's the hero, but, you know, there's still that little bit, oh, we don't know, we don't know, and oh, now Pan Pipes, that's really sad, teary, yeah. teary. <laughs> it's just great. And then, and then Mason pulls him out of the water, and yeah. it's not like it's, sh- like, after this, he's not shook up in the slightest, like, literally, it goes from him being pulled out of the water to the next time you see him, he is fine. Yeah, it's like sitting there, job done. Yeah, yeah, like nothing ever happened. Um, And then the comms all of a sudden are working again. And oh, that's it. Where did they get that? Yeah, yeah. They they they, suddenly picked up another radio. Well, the FBI all of a sudden say, oh, we'll tap into all the comms on the island because we can, because we're the FBI. And a radio that Mason happened to pick up they used to chat to them and um because they're saying good speed come in good speed come in and they ask him what had happened on the island he said well mason is dead yeah. and he gives him a look like he gives him a knowing glance and say like i'm letting you go for this yeah. one like get out of here yeah do Ma- mason what softens do. up and gives him a, a thank you after not saying thank you for 30 years and then says, "Do you know the the is it the etymology or the, the the meaning of your name, Goodspeed?" And he says, "It's to wish someone on a prosperous journey." And you're letting me go, so you know where do you want to go for your honeymoon? If you want a journey, then go to I Kansas. suggest go to yeah Fort Worth, Kansas, and check this out. And he's like, "Oh, I was thinking about going to Maui," <laughs> and yeah, Mason disappears, and he realizes that he's given him the location to of the microfilm, yeah, that he had stolen, and um, it's kind of like uh, Stanley gets congratulated by all of like by the FBI bigwigs and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't understand why they all had to go to Alcatraz. Why they couldn't... Well, why does everyone have to be there? See, this, this is what I love about your podcast, is that you pick up on those details and remember to write them down. Like, now you've said it, it seems so obvious. That why are they there? They would have very quickly extracted... Yeah. They Yeah, they would have extracted him, brought him back to command and then asked the question. Yeah, no. yeah, suddenly, the entire FBI... <laughs> Commands post everyone, from everyone, the bay. Yeah. I'm surprised Carla wasn't there. I'm surprised, like his yeah, his girlfriend wasn't there. It was fucking probably crazy. was sitting in a helicopter, yeah. being patient. Um, <laughs> yeah, when War- and Walmax like rushing up to him, you know, where's Mason? Where's his body? I want to see that little prick. Oh, he's like, he's like, it disintegrated. Like, yeah, it vaporized. Vaporized. It's just Sorry, gone. There you go. I know the science. Yeah. he's gone. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I would imagine you've got to be halfway intelligent to make it to be the director of the FBI but he seems to just accept this Anything. oh yeah yeah like oh he's vaporised oh. oh well I was really looking forward to seeing his body but yeah. if he's vaporised and I can't yeah, I then yeah, yeah. I'll go That's home <laughs> and then um, and then I just found the ending of this pretty weird because um, it's him running out of a church with like the, the obviously in Fort Worth, uh, in yeah, Fort yeah, Worth, it's, Kansas. It's, it's the church in Kansas where the microfilm was hidden, and then he, thirty odd years ago, he jumps. This into, church is still there. Yeah, he jumps <laughs> into a car, and then they just drive off into sunset. For me, this felt like National Treasure, the prequel. Like, <laughs> I admit, I have seen the National Treasure film, but I was like, that's what this for. Like, for me, going into the National Treasure films. The Rock 
is going to be a prequel to me because I just don't get and like, what was he going to do with that? Did did Mason mean for him to 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 for him to now know the secrets and if anyone fight like to live a life of lies and yeah, I if mean, he gets found out or to hand it in or I just don't get what they it, it was a strange gift. I I would have if I was Mason, I would have kind of yeah disappeared off into the sunset. But I wouldn't have, tra- you know, that's his ticket to, you know, even sell it to the newspapers or something. Yeah, you know, but... it's sort of, I'd want something for it. I've sat on it for 30 odd years and suddenly he's given it to someone that he's known for 40 hours. Yeah. Like, I just don't, <laughs> Less I than just, 40 hours. I just don't get it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, from ex- <laughs> that, and then, yeah, that is, that is the end. Um, yeah. From experience in this film, uh, in this environment... Do you still enjoy it? Like, not saying I'm here to like say it's like, oh, uh, you have kind of pissed on uh, my chips. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've just, I've just developed. I think, I think I've developed into a cynical piece of shit throughout well, the process of this podcast. Um, like I said at the start, you know, this was one of my favourite movies, but more for nostalgia points, and I don't think that will can be Where diminished yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because that that's sort of yeah definitely uh, my idea of what this film sort of is and was like every sort of friday night when i was a, a young yeah, teenager yeah, yeah. i used to go around my cousin's house we used to order pizza and we used to sit and watch whatever we'd rented from the video shop and it was very much a go to a video shop it wasn't blockbuster yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a small shitty village video shop and it was all vhs dvd weren't out and we'd get films and we were both Nick Cage fans nice nice and and that sort of when I watch those three films and this one as well you know like it, it just that that's yeah. what I love as much as the film um but yeah the the, the highlight the plot holes the timings the the little bits that don't I, make sense I actually think it makes it better for me because it makes me laugh at like yeah yeah, yeah. Nick Cage well like, a that's little the thing more. um not like I'm not like obviously I'm seem like down on this film yeah. obviously like i feel like that is partly my job whilst in this podcast <laughs> like bear in mind i did still enjoy it i yeah. found it was fun like you did did you enjoy it because yeah. i haven't asked you the whole time yeah, like... i'm definitely going to watch this like i'm looking forward to watching this film without the kind of like having to put any scrutiny on it or having sure. to like, to just kind of what this film kind of deserves is like with, you with on your shut your brain off caged in paradise one you said yeah I'd watch that trapped in paradise like it's a good Christmas movie yeah 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 you know so what where where does this fall in for you what's this for me uh, this is like kind of like you were saying like a Friday night maybe like a couple of beers a pizza just kind of like chilling yeah, out like nothing like, else is on yeah you can you can kind of switch your brain off to it like. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very much a leave your brain at the door. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to like engage like massively. Yeah. It's not like big plot twists. So you don't have to write. Like as we see here, like people in the credits are not even given names because you don't need to read. Like some of them, like there's a guy who's just listed as Marine that dies. Um, yeah, and all, and all <laughs> of them die. Yeah, but others did get Marine A, B, and C. So yeah, Marine yeah, that dies, I mean. but they don't need. We're gonna to have to check his picture out and see why he got the. Maybe he was the guy that was the Rocket Man because he had the best death. I'm not sure, but do, no. do you know what I mean by that? That that they don't need like yeah, um, yeah. You don't need to like check it. You don't need to 
know everyone's name. It's not. It's not a complex. It's not like a. It's not like a prestige or 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 an inception where like yeah. if you went to the toilet and came back, like you could pick up on what. Happened oh God, yeah. This is this is a film that yeah you because someone will explain it to you. Someone Absolutely. will say yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, did you just go to the toilet? Well, yeah. now we've got thirty hours and, and like, <laughs> this has happened. Yeah. And like, you just got another rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another marine's dead, but. We now know, obviously, what we think about this film. It is time to see. So I'm nervous because I genuinely don't know what the ratings are, and I know it's that time. And because I'd already sort of, I, I couldn't help but go in with expectations, so I couldn't really abide <laughs> to that rule. That's fine because um, I'd already seen it, and uh, I, I like the podcast, listening to Cage films that I haven't seen, and then going and saying like, I can watch them this one was like, oh, if I'm going to be a guest on the show, I want to do one of those three films yeah, yeah. because of the nostalgia. Um, yeah, go on, piss on my chips again. Tell me it only got four or something no, like that. No, no. Well, there is there is three scores. I always, I always go for whichever three scores come up yeah. when I Google a film. So we have IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Yeah. Um, I mean, out of ten, I'd... For, for back then and nostalgia reasons, you know, being one of my top films, I'd have given it a, a strong eight or a nine yeah. out of ten. Um, what do you reckon it's, it's got Realistically, coming back now, and it is just one of those... Like, I had it on VHS. I don't have a VHS player now. I have a DVD player and a Blu-ray player. I haven't bought this movie. So the only time I've seen this in the last God knows how long is if it's been on TV, there's nothing else on and I've gone, oh yeah, I'll watch that. And then today. So it's, it's not as important to me now. So I'm thinking realistically, maybe seven, seven and a half. 7.4 this has on IMDb. Oh really? Nice. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has 66% and Metacritic, 58%. Oh, boo, Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're not bad, but they're probably fair. But yeah, it yeah. is, it kind of, I think that's what this kind of deserves. It's not, it's not a bad film, but like, there are plenty of plot, but then again, there's plenty of plot holes in plenty of action films. Like, yeah. if, like, I really love Commando. That film, that, that was another one. <laughs> that that like, that, yeah, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Yeah. But that that film has more holes than fucking Swiss cheese. Like it is ridiculous <laughs> at how many plot holes. Yeah. But it's like it's the same again, sort of Van Damme films. Like, it's that huge same thing. Van Damme you have film. to leave your brain at the door. There's kind of you have to suspend belief you kind of just have to let the film kind of wash over you just feel fuck it yeah Yeah. it's a bit of popcorn fun like yeah and that's like you sometimes that's what you need you don't need you don't need like chin scratching david lynch like what the fuck does this even mean all the time or whatever like yeah i as i said despite all my like hazing of the film i thoroughly enjoyed it smashing man yeah oh well um as always, guys, I've been Petrus Patsilivus. I've been Mike, a.k.a. that Mr. Christopher. We've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective. 
home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.